0: Lady, we should be out there, snacking on bad gosh! I am a predator. I need to be free. You have
1: got to get control of your aggression, But you will get hauled off
0: into Area 51.
1: You live in my body, you live by my
0: rules. I'm sorry! I don't know what came over me, please, let me fix it. So I can figure the game! A loser.
2: Most guys 65 go to Europe on vacation. They come back with the gout. You come back with the winner, Miss Provolone, 1967.
1: <laughs> wow. That's a good one. <laughs> it's the good, the bad, the watchable. Just a fast and loose episode coming right at you right now. I have seen <laughs> zero movies to talk about this week on the air horns that's mark D'Sisto, Nick Boyle over there that was the many saints of Newark a soprano yeah. story
0: he he doesn't have the makings of a varsity athlete oh for any of you guys who like watching the show did a uh, quick rewatch I know uh, our buddy cousin Sean did a full rewatch before we wow. went into this movie lots to talk about
1: I'm jealous Boyle how you been buddy
2: <laughs> i'm good i've seen a couple i got through it um i
1: was gonna say you got through it
2: i I didn't get i didn't get to one of the ones i wanted to by this episode venom uh carnage should let there be carnage i didn't get to it uh end of the uh end of the grad school stuff for this semester so it's been too crazy i wasn't able to get to the theater so i was a little bummed by that but i did hear some things and i want a pretty sweet bet from it but I'll let Mark talk about that movie when we get there.
0: How about you, Mark? You've seen a lot. I've been watching, boys. So it uh, looks like uh, me and my big, strong shoulders are going to have to do a heavy lifting and carry this uh, podcast today, which I am more than happy to do.
1: Shoulder boulder. <laughs> We're going to need you today because, uh, like I said before, did not I, I have not watched a movie that has come out after 1996, I think. so. <laughs> Kind of uh, behind the eight ball here, but we'll start off with our new segment here. Um, Will Smith, ever heard of him? Big movie star. (laughs) Did a big uh, piece with GQ. He has a big movie coming out where he's going to be playing uh, Serena and Venus Williams' father. Uh, Apparently getting great reviews, by the way. Uh, A lot of people talking about how great he is in this movie and has a really big uh, comeback to form for our guide there. But he rattled off his two best movies that he thinks uh, that he was the best in or that were his best movies and his worst movie of all time. And he says that this movie has been a thorn in his side uh, for his career there. Any guesses on what Will Smith thinks is his worst movie?
0: Hitch. Hmm. Hmm. I got to think about that one. Uh... I know movies aren't well liked, but i liked them anyway. Like you hear some like bad movies, but I liked them. Was it af- um, after earth? After it stinks. Yeah. I'm with Boyle that one. That, that movie is absolutely terrible.
1: <laughs> but what we know about Will Smith. Would he take a shot at his son who is a prominent figure in that movie?
0: Yeah, I would uh, say he would yeah. probably say something like "Wild Wild West." Uh, I'll guess say it- something like that. Even though I enjoyed that movie, it is bad and not good. But, but it counts as part of my childhood, so I liked it. I but I'd say Wild Wild he Wild would say. I think he would say that that movie stinks, or that was like his worst movie or something. And Boyle,
2: then you're gonna go with what, Boyle? I was going to go. Originally, I threw out there. I don't know if this might be it, but I threw out Hitch with Kevin James. <laughs> All right. What? He said
1: it was Wild I, Wild West. Oh, Wild
0: <laughs> Wild West. <laughs> You serious? <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. That was a good guess. I've never seen that movie from beginning to end.
0: Oh, dude, um, that's like 90s nostalgia for me. Yeah, I I. Uh, it was either me or, or my cousins. They owned it on VHS. Yeah, so we saw that more than once. Like Bad, it's a bad, works. yeah, it's a bad movie, <laughs> but I liked it.
1: Yeah, it. it he said that was his. It, it's been a thorn in his side, like he said. Um, I think 1999 when that movie came out, Barry Sonnenfeld uh, directed that one, and uh, I just actually I don't think Barry Sonnenfeld directed that one. That one's something else. Uh, Kevin Klein and him starring this movie, but. It got eight Golden Raspberry Award nominations and uh, won five. But what are his two best movies that he said were actually The Pursuit of Happiness and Men in Black*. It's a tie nice. for oh, so cool.
0: Men in Black, a little uh, little shock there, but Pursuit of Happiness, I mean, that's a good one.
1: I mean, that that's one's stood the test of time. I mean, people look to that movie for inspiration years after that's come out. I think that movie came out like 07. I, I loved that movie.
3: Yeah.
1: And... uh I'm glad to see that he really likes that movie as well. So there you go. Uh, now moving along to more modern movies here. Venom, Let them. Let There Be Carnage. Am I getting that right, Boyle, the title?
2: Let There Be carn- Carnage. Let There Be
1: Carnage. Uh, the sequel to Venom that came out a few years ago. A lot of people speculating that this movie would make about in the 20s, maybe 30s million dollars. It opened to $90.1 million at the domestic box office in North America. The box office, $90.1 million, the biggest three-day launch of the pandemic era um, and and really kind of uh, being one of the, the biggest movies since the pandemic began. And when you think about it, like what, a month ago, a month and a half ago, people were thinking that they were going to push this back again because they changed the –
0: the release mm-hmm.
1: date on the trailer and was saying, oh, coming soon. And then here it comes out and $90.1 million. Um, you know, guys, what what do we think about this? I mean, what, were people really clamoring for Venom that much? Or was it just a result of it
2: just being a, a Marvel movie? Uh, what do we think, Boyle? Uh, I think people have been clamoring for this. I mean, I remember after the first movie, it was like, okay, people people kind of liked where Tom Hardy's character was with him. And they were kind of like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll see this again. We want to see this again. I remember all of us thought that it was like kind of fast-paced that last action scene from the original one. And we had some complaints, but we overall liked their chemistry and their humor. And it's fun. I'll be honest, it's probably my most watched movie of the year so far because I that's like if it's on TV, I will like fall asleep to that. So I've probably seen it multiple times. Um, the original. The second one um i think there's also been more of a hype because you know there were rumors you know there's always been speculation and wondering is it going to tie into mcu is he going to get brought in um that's always been a wonder and they teased a pretty good villain at the end of the first one with carnage being um um oh my god woody harrelson woody harrelson thank you um and It it literally looks like they just took right off. I know Mark will get into it, but it looks like they just hopped right back into it. And it looks great. Looking forward to it. I think there was a hype for it. And I'm glad it's here. So,
1: yeah. I mean, Boyle, you and I, I feel like we saw this one at the Regal. Yeah. And the first one came out. What was that? 2018?
2: Dude, I haven't been to the Regal. And that might have been the last time I was at a Regal.
1: (laughs) Honestly, it might. And I'll have to. You know, I you have would ways know. of checking into that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think th- if it wasn't that, it would have been – if that movie came out after Ant-Man and the Wasp, because we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp at Regal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but just – I'm blown away that it made $90 million. Mark, do you want to help me make sense of this? Like how Venom 2 makes this much money?
0: Uh, You know what? I'm actually kind of shocked uh, because I, the first Venom I didn't think was very good. But it was yeah. all right. Yeah. I mean I was entertained, but I was like, ah, oh, like this is, is kind of weird. Venom is one of those characters that is um just not really translated from the comics to the big screen, I think. Um we all know that Spider Man 3 didn't exactly have glowing reviews. And they pointed to the the miscast of uh Topher Grace Grace's Eddie Brock. Now we've got Tom uh Tom Hardy much better fit for a character like this, but it's just kind of like how they choose to go about Venom. where it's just not quite all there. Now, when I went, I went and saw it in the IMAX theater was packed. And I heard that really? uh, one of the, yeah. One of the theater workers uh, mentioned in passing um, to someone, they were like, this show was sold out. And I was like, I was like, really Venom sold out? Like, wow. <laughs> What night was this no, for, I mean, for? clarity's yeah, purpose, for people we listening, we went Friday night. Okay, I went after work Friday so night. So it was
1: technically did it open on Thursday or was it only open on Friday? It
0: opened Thursday.
1: Okay, so this is technically night two, and it this is sold out.
0: And it was sold out. That uh, we went at the earlier like early post work showing. It was at seven thirty, and it, theater was packed. Um. You know what? And this movie, the runtime, not long. I think it was like just over an hour and a half. Um, the action, it was, they got right to it. This movie was really a sprint uh, pacing wise. They got everything like kind of out of the way. Um, explaining like the, the Carnage back story and all that. Now I, the way that I took this movie was it's like, they are who we thought they were like Coach Denny Green uh, back in the day with the Cardinals. I To me, it felt like the actors, the director, they were in on the joke. Like, this isn't, like, a great movie. So let's just have some fun. Like, screw it. Um, Which is so kind I, of the first I one was. I was laughing. I was laughing. Like, I laughed way more than I thought I was going to in this. Um like Venom and Tom and like Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock, it was like a buddy cop movie where it's like they don't like each other, but they need each other. So their banter is funny. The writing, not great by any means. Um, Some other people that I spoke to who have seen the movie, uh, they were like, this movie sucks (laughs) because of like how bad the writing was. I thought it was funny. Um, Like specifically, uh, there's a reference to Sonny and Cher made at one point that I laughed out loud for in the theater. And one of my friends uh, was actually uh, our good friend, Bob down in New Jersey. He said, like, how about like we get something from like this decade, you know, something maybe a little more relatable, not like a seventies reference to Sonny and Cher. I "I thought they, I thought it was all right. Um, And then the direction style, like when it came to the action scenes or like the, the fight scenes, however we want to say it, it was, uh, it was a very chaotic style of filming, and um, I think it gave it more of a horror feel, and I liked it. I, I liked that they chose to film those scenes like that and kind of show that Venom and also Carnage are much more like, you know, chaotic style villains. Um, and, you know, they, they really could inspire some fear and like let you know that maybe the good guys will lose, you know, when you, when you see someone threatening like that. Um, so yeah, so I enjoyed it. Didn't take up too much of my time again with the short run time and the, the fast paced um, style to get through the plot. Uh, my grade, I give this three stars out of five. My grade is a watchable. And I say, if you go into this, like knowing that you're not going to get like a Casablanca, like you're not going to get some good writing here or even like, you know, great epic lines. You're just going to get some dumb buddy cop humor and some CGI, you know, action scenes. If you know that going in, you'll you'll have a good time. But again, nothing earth shattering. Fair enough. So uh, six out of ten, three stars out of five. Watchable.
1: Is that about what you're expecting, Boyle?
2: Yeah, I'm like right there. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. I, It's one of those movies just like I did with the first one. I, I went in thinking a six. And then I kind of end up enjoying a little bit more than that. Um, and everything Mark says makes sense. Honestly, I feel like I've watched the movie without watching it. Like I kind of <laughs> knew it because that's kind of how they did it with the first one. They didn't really like take the the movie or the character seriously at all. I remember us literally being like, man, like some of the action scenes were kind of like ridiculous and we we're just at the end, like, well, I'm glad we got a story for it, but it's really the banter and stuff that made it fun. So I think when you have somebody Who's just as sarcastic, like Woody Harrelson in there too, and just letting them go at it. You know, yeah, I totally get the fun. Um was the band t- Mark, was that comment made by Woody, the Sonny
0: and Cher? No, no, that was actually made by Venom. And it was oh, very funny to me. Okay. Yeah. So I'm curious who vo- Who, who Venom was voiced Venom. by Tom Hardy.
2: Oh, it is voiced by Tom yeah, Hardy. Yeah, so it's okay. Tom
0: Hardy talking to himself. Huh?
2: All right. Very funny to me. I was wondering, like, oh, if Woody made the joke, maybe that Woody
0: Harrelson was also funny. Um, There were also, like, just some really, really, like, dumb ways for, like, the plot to advance. Like, um, at one point, they... Like, Woody Harrelson's character is obviously like a serial killer. And, like, the way that they end up, like, kind of finding, like, you know, where the bodies are buried uh venom had to like help him because i guess venom has like a photographic memory or whatever but like the clues were like so blatantly obvious that's like you're thinking like really like not one cop could just like take one look at this yeah and like make one like (laughs) like have any reasons or like you know so like one thing of deductive reasoning and just be like oh maybe it's over here nothing yeah like like, what are we doing? <laughs>
1: it was just clearly uh, so it's just, it's yeah. stuff
0: like that where it's like this movie is like pretty dumb, but again, enjoyable if if it's as self aware as I think it is.
1: Fair enough. Hey, fair enough. $90 million at the box office, like, a probably got the job done. I don't know how much this movie costs to make, but uh, I mean, probably is on track to make its money back. So, I gave the original Venom a five out of 10. I said, not awful. Definitely some eye rolls. Boyle, uh, the last movie I saw at the Regal was actually Die Hard in December of 2018. Uh, Before that, it was Venom. Before that, it was The Nun. And then before that, it was Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, Boyle, you had given it 7 out of 10.
2: I just looked it up. Yeah, Yeah. 7 out of 10. You did
1: not give it a review, but you gave it the uh, little heart like there. Little Uh, like yep so there you go that's your Venom review everybody let there be carnage because Boyle and I didn't see it Uh, moving along now to the other movie that I didn't see this past week but uh, (laughs) both you guys did Many Saints of Newark, A Sopranos Story Um, you know underneath this part of the review I think it's only fair that we play the Sopranos uh, intro video so why don't I cue that up right now all right Boyle
2: Yeah. You saw it. I did. So, because you gentlemen agreed to do the recording a little early, I said I would try my best to fit it in. So, post-Pat's game, (laughs) I stayed up last night and watched The Many Saints of
1: New. How long is this
2: movie? Two hours. (laughs) Jesus.
1: Did you have school today?
2: Yes. Oh Oh my god. You're a madman. Yeah. (laughs) Just taped him open. Um... No, I'll be honest with you. It kept me up. I was interested. I actually was, I decided to do some work while I did it too. Um, But it was good. I really enjoyed it. I don't, I mean, so my background with The Sopranos is I watched the last season with my grandparents when it aired. So it was like every week waiting for the episode. I just liked being in the environment of everyone watching it. And, um, you know, and when and how they ended the show and everything, too. So that was fun. That's all I had. I, I, to be honest with you, I couldn't even tell you a thing about it. I couldn't tell you a thing about the season. Um, so I just took this movie just with a grain of salt and just figured that's how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this movie. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was actually... Now it makes me want to go watch the Sopranos and actually learn more about what happens with Tony and stuff and actually know his story. Not just like a sh- the last season of the show. You know, um, I enjoyed this installment. I thought it was directed. Well, uh, it was interesting though. I actually thought this movie had a lot of clash with like figuring out who the main character was. Cause there were so many characters going on at one point. And obviously the uncle, I would say is the main character, Um, but it was weird. Like the way they advertised, I felt like they were really trying to make it a Tony Soprano story, but it kind of wasn't like it was, it was his family, but like it wasn't a story about him. It was, it was about his uncle. Like, so it was just weird advertising, I guess. Um, But again, I didn't let that affect my way of of watching it or what I thought about it. Uh, I thought they did a good job with it. It was an enjoyable flick. And at this moment, I'm giving it a six and a half out of 10. I'm going to let Mark take the rest of this segment.
0: Mark. All right. Well, you know, I, I've seen the series, seen the series multiple times. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, you know, I, I was very curious to see how they were going to portray the younger versions of these characters. Um. And then with the series, it was something where Dicky Moltisanti was always mentioned, but never, you know, in given an in-depth uh, story or, or kind of light shining to his character. So this, like what Boyle said, this is a, the main character of this is Dicky Moltisanti, mm-hmm. basically about him. Uh, Moltisanti translates to many saints in English from Italian. That should give it away. For my, um, I didn't know that, not yeah, for my non Italians thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty dead giveaway right there. This is October, Italian Heritage Pride Month, so you know, this is a good one for us. Um, uh, I mean, the stereotypes are out in, in full force, the characters very funny. Um, for anyone who, who really watched the series, I thought what they did with, um, though they did with, um, Silvio Dante and, um, paulie Walnuts. They were hilarious for their limited time. But uh, Vera Farmiga, for me, stole the show. Now, Livia Soprano, Tony's mom, during the show, was regarded as one of the the most unlikable characters of all time. She is the worst. And I think Vera Farmiga really captured that essence yet again. Um, Just a phenomenal acting job by her. Um, Bravo and um, the guy who ended up playing junior soprano or a Corrado soprano. Uh, he did a fantastic job. Um, he got the accent down uh, the tone of voice down everything. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Cause uh, this guy is in a uh, Corey stole. He did a, he did a phenomenal job. Uh, Ray Liotta, I thought, was just okay. I think the acting was okay at best in this. Um, at some points, it kind of took me out of it when there was some poor acting in it. Um, but again, I'm going to say um, the guy who played Dickie Moltisanti, uh, Alessandro Nabola, he did well, and Vera Farmiga did well. Ray Liotta, I didn't think had was that strong. I thought he was pretty weak, actually. Um, and yeah. he was uh, responsible for two roles. Uh, Let's just get this out of the way now. Michael Gandolfini, not a good actor at this point. You know, he's young, so he's still got time. I just want to say there was probably a reason that they didn't have Tony Soprano that involved for the movie. Right. It's a two hour runtime. And teenage Tony was not used that much. And I'm going to say this is probably a judgment call by uh, David Chase and his gang um other than that i thought the plot was just okay i thought this was like uh this felt like three episodes of the sopranos that were just that was all right and so i i enjoyed it but the more i thought about it kind of had a little more uh, plot holes kind of poked through it um i had a, a conversation with a couple of my my friends who were you know obsessed with the show too and that kind of uh, you know, maybe knock my original grade down a little. Um, this is a watchable for me. I didn't think this was good. Uh, my initial reaction after it, it was over and the credits start to roll, I was like, okay, good, not great. I gave it like a pretty soft seven, but now I'm, I'm definitely going to a, a six. It's a three stars out of five for me. It was nice to get some of that nostalgia back from the Sopranos, but, uh, this is a good, not great. Three stars out of five on the Swole cycle.
1: Fair enough. Should I watch it?
0: Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd say if you, if you have time to the, the runtime was something I wasn't thrilled with. Yeah, I know. Um, it just felt a little long. Um, and some of those, like, um, Some of the story points that didn't make all that much sense to me. Uh, One of the biggest complaints that I've heard is the age discrepancy between Tony Soprano and his friends from the series, Silvio Dante and Polly Walnuts. They make them seem way older than him. Yeah. And that just wasn't the case in the show. So that's kind of a plot hole. And I'm thinking maybe they couldn't get actors young enough. That were good enough to play those characters. We're just not really sure why they did what they did for the movie. Hmm. So, okay. um, yeah, there there are some holes. It's not going to be, it's not going to be like the Sopranos series that you remember. It's what? it's good. They give yeah. you some of the nostalgia. They have some of the classic lines, and that's good and all. But it's it's not going to be. It's not going to be what you uh, what you remembered, and it's just it's good, not great. It gets watch watchable.
2: I'll be honest; like that's I thought it was a watchable too, and just like I enjoyed it for watching it in the moment, as like just like a mafia movie. Like that's just kind of how it's on. And honestly, it kind of could get across without really being. No, never mind. No, could. <laughs> there are some pretty hit, pretty serious hits. So um no yeah it was watchable i'll leave it at that i'm with you mark like i said i give it probably six and a half i'll probably round it down to six though i'll probably just leave it there it is in that realm where definitely Rojas. if you can get it get it in it's a watchable you know
1: get to it all right fair enough as someone who has watched one episode of the sopranos and then the last 10 minutes of the last episode i can't wait look forward to it I feel like I'm just a huge disappointment to my family. I can
0: just
1: <laughs> hear my mom right now just going, God, my son has not watched <laughs> Sopranos. Sorry. I just, like, my memory of Sopranos is when that theme song went on, I was already in bed, and the way our apartment was growing up, the way our house was, the, our bedroom and my brother's bedroom was right next to the living room, so I could just hear the woke up this morning at like nine o'clock on a Sunday. I'm like, I want to stay up. I want to, I want to be awake and uh, just going to bed. So that's what I associate with. But uh, yeah. So uh, I'm like, can't wait, can't wait to actually watch the show someday, but I'll watch this movie. (laughs) Um, Let's move along to, to, yeah. Good, bad watchable. Let's keep it moving here. Uh, Let's go. If your first time is listening to this one, first off, I God bless, you know, I can't believe it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> but anyway, if this is your first time, this uh our segment that we do on every episode, uh, we do movies that we thought were good, movies that we thought were bad, and movies that were just plain watchable. Movies that we watched in the last two weeks since our last episode. We always start with Boyle in the good category, leading us off. Boyle, you have one minute on the clock. Take us away,
2: buddy. I got nothing good besides I've finished Big Brother. It was a good season. That's it. Done. <laughs> done. Wow, that's All great. Right,
0: good. We got plenty of time left on the clock. Surprised you got that one done. Well, me? do you
2: want me to keep going? <laughs> no, no,
0: I don't. My turn. Yes, your yeah. turn. All right. Three, two, one. It's the start of spooky season, ladies and gents. We're back. I watched "Vampires vs. the Bronx," which is a horror comedy set in my old stomping grounds. Um, it's got a couple actors that you may seem familiar: uh, Merrow from *Jesus Merrow* on Showtime. Shout out to the Bodega Boys. It was, was good. I mean, it's got some spooky elements to it. We got vampires. We've got classic, you know, um, uh, neighborhood shenanigans in the Bronx. Uh, I thought that the acting was, was very good uh, from some of these newcomers coming in. Not too intense. It was good enough in like the horror element, but then like pretty funny on on the comedy side of things. So if you're not fully into horror, but still want to partake in spooky season, this one's good for you. Again, that's vampires versus the Bronx on Netflix time.
1: Nice. Just under. Yeah. But I, that's a thumbnail. I always see on Netflix. and I've been meaning to watch it. So Same. tis the season. Tis the season. All right. My good in three, two, one. I finally saw train spotting. you Ewan McGregor. And a, a whole host of other uh, British actors and Scottish actors from that era there. Finally watched it. I've heard how that's kind of a tough watch. It deals a lot with heroin use, drug use, um, and the ramifications and, and, uh, of that and addiction. And what an interesting movie. It's a dark comedy. So there are some funny moments. Uh, I'm very glad I watched it with subtitles. You can check it out now. It's on Roku, uh, the Roku channel. Uh, but wow, what a just great movie, just well-directed, great music, just great performances all around a phenomenal movie really. And, and, uh, I, I loved it. Uh, eight out of 10 for me, very strong eight out of 10. So that's my good this
2: week. Well, nice. That's a great movie.
1: Yeah. Glad, glad I finally watched it. I mean, come on, gotta, some of these movies are, are considered, you know, classics for a reason. So I got to check them out. Um, and the nineties are real, um, blind spot for me Boyle. you're bad i see a blank space
2: is it blank for a reason it is blank for a reason because i didn't see anything bad wow all right respect to you yeah some of us had to really sit through some bad stuff this week so here's here's the bad stuff i've had to sit through i had to save a child's life at work wow i had to constantly be busy with grad work till about 1am a lot of nights and uh that's the bad so no bad here folks
0: wow and
1: i said that with the most straight face i've ever seen or ever have no bad here folks
0: wow all right mark all right tough to follow but i'll do my best starting in three two one Escape Room, Tournament of Champions. Do you want to watch a movie where people point out what they see the entire time? Yes. Oh, cool. I've got the movie for you. All right. Yeah, this movie, not great. It's kind of like Saw, but like bad and like PG-13. It's a bad movie. It stinks. Skip it. Next, Death of Me. Now, if you thought Escape Room, Tournament of Champions was bad, this one's worse. This movie stinks. <laughs> Death of Me. It was like... um. It's like they want to be ambiguous and it's like, oh, like what does this mean? How come no one's telling me what's happening? And then they never do, ever. It's just like all confusing and all bad. God, I gave that movie one and a half stars. It's terrible. Please skip it for spooky season. Death of me, more like death of cinema. Jesus, you're terrible. You're awful. <laughs> don't see it. It's on Netflix. Hard skip. I watched it so you don't have to. Time.
2: Wow. Okay. I loved Escape Room Tournament of Champions.
0: Why? It's like I loved both of them because I love Saw it's like Bush movies. Bush
2: League Saw. Yeah, but did you see the first one? Yeah, I did. So like that's kind of what I like. I, yeah, exactly. It's like Saw, it's not the same, but I like the concept still of like they're trapped and they're just being forced to be killed on purpose. And it just is a continuation. I thought it was good. I thought even the traps were still good. No, nope. you just hated it. It stinks.
1: Well, wow. um, <laughs> no, we never. We, boy, oh shoot, boy! What was the movie you and I saw? It was not Escape Room. It was another Blumhouse like horror movie. Where, oh,
2: like, the one with the the hotel, like the work one in the building.
1: No, it was one where oh, all the teens keep no, dying. No. It was Truth or Dare? Truth
2: or Dare? Wow, that was a toughie. That was a
1: tough one. For you and I to sit through. We were just like, wow. Yeah,
2: we're like, wow. G-I-5. We literally this that was. I think that was a movie pass. That had to have been. Yeah, I'm there's like, no pretty I, sure. That no might way. have been the end of movie. <laughs> Swipe just yeah, like, sorry, we're going to completely I, shut down the business because yeah. of this purchase.
0: I gave Escape Room 2019, I gave that two stars out of five. Oh my God, you're hating on this series. And then you're like, bad. I got to
1: go back and run it back with this new one.
0: Yes, because I think Boyle City liked it. So they I gave did. this one two and a half stars. Still stinks, though. All
1: right. So, truth or dare, I gave a 5 out of 10. And that's a high rating. The oh, truth or dare, that,
0: that movie stinks.
1: The average score for that is a 2.0. Uh, the mode.
0: Oh, I should say it. this, too. Um, I did say that the ending to uh, Tournament of Champions was nice. I, I like that little plot twist. Yes, sir. It was, it was, like, the only thing I liked.
2: Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, Jules Coco is going to love the sequel yeah yep um
1: oh man am I gonna have to sit through this because <laughs> she'll be like wait it's out it's out I gotta watch uh, I gotta watch this, this is right that's gonna be her <laughs> gosh I gotta keep that info away from her as long as I can guys she's
0: gonna, <laughs> she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna
1: scroll through it on Netflix she's like it was out All okay, right, just, yeah I know let's, let's keep see
0: it what, what is your
1: bad all right my bad is a, a movie you're not gonna really believe um all right, ready. Three, two, one. It's called Bugsy Malone. It came out in the seventies. Okay, now stick with me here. Bugsy Malone is a gangster from like the old days, like uh, the twenties, the thirties, whatever. Like, yeah, well, yeah, same. Like, yeah, same, yeah.
0: See, yeah. I think he's a real play guy. Play, see, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think he's real. I don't. I don't yeah. know. This movie is a musical with all kid actors doing a dramatic retelling of the Bugsy Malone story. Uh, set in 1929 New York, but it's a kid's musical. Now the kids don't actually sing. It's adults in the kids' voices, but the kids act out and talk the rest of the movie. So they're trying to talk all slick like this, but they're all average age of 11 and 12. And uh, it's every time I, I I looked up, it was just another scene where a bunch of kids, instead of guns, Tommy guns, they had Tommy guns, but it's shot cream pies at, at the kids so everyone's just getting slammed with pies like over and over and over, <laughs> and, over and over again. And are we on the same movie? <laughs> and it's a musical. And I was like, I was like, what am I watching? Time. Nice. <laughs> Average score, 3.4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. For many people, this movie came out in 76. For many people, this is a classic movie of their childhood. Wow. All right. Let's move along to our watchable boyle. <clears throat> You got to tell us you got to have a watchable from this week, right?
2: Uh, we'll see. All right. <laughs> Let us know. Start the timer. All right. First one up is the babysitter killer queen on Netflix. This just came out last year, but I saved it for this year. Um, this was the kickoff for me for the spooky season, Mark. Uh, and, you know, it held up. It was still okay. Uh, murder was still great uh and it was just okay though i didn't think it really was as great as the first one gave that one a five and a half um maybe six and then i did mars attacks i actually had about like 10 minutes left um but it's really it, it it's decent it's just like really dry dumb humor it's nothing great it's just as a watchable because i couldn't bring myself to put in the bad but it it probably should go down there i don't really think it's a good movie it just is like predictably funny they're just like jack nicholson just like playing two different characters in the same movie you know just the stupid <laughs> they want to talk to congress it'll be okay and they just kill everyone <laughs> just just like you just know it's gonna happen it's just ridiculous yeah, it's classic. and the, the aliens are funny like when they're singing in the las vegas and then all of a sudden they're dancing behind it just is like it's the stupidness. it deserves a little bit of credit that's why it's a watchable done
1: yeah right. it's it's um when when people talk about uh it it's uh like what a satire is, I think of this movie. Because yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> while Same. parody is like par like being a parody of like a certain thing, like satire, it's like more of making a comment on like a larger thing. And mm-hmm. I know that this movie is like a satire on like it's like using those kind of like B movies from like the 50s as a commentary on like basically like what like '90s culture and stuff like that? Pretty much. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but my dad yeah. references it all the time. Really? Uh, just, <laughs> but uh, by that I mean my dad just talks like the aliens in that movie and just goes, ah, ah,
2: ah, yeah. Like, all the time. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <It's> hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's been running. A, he's been running that joke for 25 years, and it never gets old. Good for him. Yeah. Shout out to you, Cookie. Um, Mark, you're watchable for the week.
0: Let's do this. All right. Three, sir. two, one. House on Haunted Hill. This is like one of the most 90s uh, horror movies I've ever seen. Um, pretty 90s uh, cast, too. Um, I can't remember how to pronounce her name correctly, but it's the woman who plays uh, Jean Grey in the first three X-Men installments from the early 2000s. It's got... Uh, I don't know. It's got it got some more of your classics. Um, but it's... It, Definitely uh, inspired some of the uh, material from Scary Movie 2. It's just so 90s, like bad CGI, funny characters that are just so over the top. Good for spooky season, but it's not a great movie. Next, just released on Netflix, The Guilty. Jake Gyllenhaal does all the lifting on this one. I believe this was a COVID project where they were still uh, distancing themselves. Um, so he is a dispatcher on 911 out in California. Um, working against the clock to try to solve a case and the acting is mostly done over the phone um, I'd say again pretty good not great not fully spooky this is definitely a thriller um, and a character art type of piece to see the emotions that they go through good not great gave it a watchable again that's on Netflix done
2: Thank you. I know I know we've done like obviously a lot of movies repeat themselves there's not a lot of original content we talk about this a lot but that movie, I've seen this movie before. Like I know I can't think of the yeah, name. It. It's,
1: it's a Danish from, movie. Um, it's from Denmark. It came out in 2018. It's called The Guilty.
2: No, not even like name associated. I'm talking like something. Oh no, I've I'm s- saying like
1: this is a remake of a oh, Danish okay. movie from
2: 2018. Oh,
1: okay. Thank you. When uh, I, I watched a short of, film, like, an Oscar short film two years ago, it was That was a, like that. It was a short film that a person it was all acted out through the person on the phone and the dispatch person.
0: Well, well, Ryan uh, Reynolds did that movie, Buried, where he just it's just him and he's got the cell phone in the coffin. That yeah. too. Sim, like a similar concept, but like different situation, obviously. Yeah. The short film no, that Joel, and I, I are
1: referencing was a, an emergency call where a woman was talking about how she is being abducted by her boyfriend, but she couldn't clearly say that because she's in the car.
2: Yeah, it was it. intense. And
0: like,
1: I'm
2: going to tell yeah, you, it was 20 happens, minutes like, and kind of it was perfect. <laughs> so yeah. it'll be interesting if a 20 minute short film was better than the long hour and a half now i feel like uh, i'm
1: such a, a dumb american for not realizing that this jake gyllenhaal one is a remake of this danish film because remember how upset we were when they said that they're uh, making american parasite
0: right yeah. like, why are you doing that
1: yeah and then here well, we are totally being like, yeah, gyllenhaal well aren't they making yeah. a train to busan uh american train to busan
0: I hope they don't. I, I hope, heard, it's I in hope they don't. Someone I'd made a there, joke man. that they
1: said uh, train. It would be called Train to Brunswick, and it would just be awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, think someone, I think someone made that joke on Twitter. I was like, that's hilarious. Um, train to, to Brunswick. I still have to see that movie. Um, all right, my watchable in three. Hit it boil. Two. Oh, it's me. Sorry. I mean, hit it, roll ups. All good. Sorry. All the same. Three, two, one. I watched Friday. Finally, this movie came out in. The yeah,
2: minus.
1: yeah. It's Chris, uh, Chris Tucker, Ice Cube. Uh, total, just a total watchable hang movie. It's great to see the beams from that movie in the context of the movie. I'm like, that's hilarious. Like, like that, all that kind of stuff.
2: The, yeah, love it. All the
1: looks and everything like that. It was a much longer movie than I was anticipating and it had, you know, some good messaging in there towards the end but, you know, you're watching it and you're like, I can see why this lasts in the culture. It it was Mm -hmm. an entertaining movie. It's on HBO Max. If you've never checked it out and you like movies that take place all in one day, uh, comedies like that, check it out. So, Friday. All right. That wraps up our Good, Bad, and Watchable segment brought to you by uh, Nature's Promise ciabatta bread. Uh, When you (laughs) need something to eat, and you're too lazy to go to the grocery store. Shabbat bread. Yeah.
0: Uh, also brought to you by uh, Planners. Uh, get your nuts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lightly salted, uh, just like some of our popcorn and most of these movies. Oh. And,
2: and brought to you by just everything that you can get everywhere H2O, <laughs> high quality at its finest. Wow.
0: Hi, hydrate. hydrate. Yeah, drink, <laughs> tap in.
1: Boyle, you're rewatchable. So you uh, you know, you like to revisit the classics. What, what I do. What were you checking? And out?
2: this one, Nick, this one's close to home. So um, right when we got off recording last episode, I went to the couch and I flipped on, like, what's on? I'm just gonna watch something small to fall asleep to. I was late, if you guys remember, I feel like. So I sure. uh I was like, I'll just throw on like a practical joke or something. I love like just laughing, and falling asleep. But right underneath it on a different channel, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, When Nature Calls. And that was that is till this day still a 10 out of 10 to me. One of my favorite comedies of all time. I love that movie. I quote that movie all the time. Honestly, I quote that movie weekly, if not every couple of days. Like I had to do something with that movie. I love it. It's hilarious. Still holds up to me. It just is ridiculous. Um yeah, it just was so, I just was like I, I stood up for the whole thing I was like, I'm staying up, I'm in I was laughing uh, Good times Thanks
1: for all the free parking 1995 Yeah That's wild um, Gosh, my brothers and I We would watch that movie on uh, On cable when it was on like all the time
2: I have the VHS still
1: yeah, we only had the first one on VHS, I think. I don't think we had the second one on VHS.
2: I don't like I don't think the first one's as funny. I like the first one. It's just not as funny. The nature calls is the funnier one. I think by all means. I think, and I will fight you on it.
0: I think Ace Ventura... All right, well then it's okay. The next week on pay-per-view live, I I debate Boyle. Yeah, the, the, original, dude's getting, dude's the original's a
1: better movie, but I, I think some of my references come more from the second one.
2: Dude, a new Ace Ventura with Jim, if if he re- reprised that role, that could that could be pretty good.
1: No, no, he won't do it. it though. You know it's he won't not. Do it. Boyle, you know it. Stop you know it. in your heart, it won't be good. Dumb and I know.
2: Too. I, I know. Or or um, what's it called? Coming to America. Don't do it. Oh
1: yeah. The first quote don't on IMDb from uh, this movie is uh, when he meets the Monopoly guy. And yeah, goes,
2: hey, and you parking. must
1: be the monopoly guy. <laughs> hey, thanks for the free parking. <laughs> yeah. I think it that movie and just Jim Carrey in the mid early and mid nineties just influenced so much of the comedy that our generation, right. you know, yeah. has in the references A- and our. I think if you just see a grown man coming out of a the butt of an animatronic <laughs> rhino, it changes who you watch well. It's funny
0: every time. every time,
1: every time. And you're like, my threshold for comedy is very low, <laughs> but I will laugh at anything. I think once you see that, you're like, oh, wow, I'm capable of laughing or whatever.
0: Oh yeah. And then real quick, just to wrap this up, yeah, because um, I know a lot of us have to, we have to leave. We're going against the clock, but um, limited series on Netflix, Midnight Mass, yes, all over the place. It was spooky. It was, it was kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Uh, I'd recommend it, uh, especially if you're into, uh, you know, the whole spooky stuff. I thought it was pretty well done by Netflix. So, again, that's Midnight Mass. Mark, I started, mass.
2: I know we texted. I started it. I was like, yeah. ooh, I'm in. And I love that it's like some of the familiar faces we've seen from the other two haunted hills and stuff, even though it's right. not associated. Um, right. It just was nice. I it's just fun to see them playing somebody else. You're like, all right, you're still here and we're still yeah, having a good time. kicking around. And the fact that they're going three for three right now is pretty impressive. Just
0: saying. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, it's a hard thing to do.
0: Done. All right. Yeah, get for ready for spooky season. Well, before uh, next we go, episode, Next yeah. episode, we will be doing Halloween kills. I, I'm going to see it. So I'll be ready to talk about that. Michael Myers, baby. We'll the ultimate that. Halloween guy.
1: James Bond. Yes. I just have to get through this weekend and same. next weekend. I have a lot of weddings,
2: dude. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I just have this weekend, and then I have a Saturday wedding, and then like I'm like, and I'm like, all the movies. I have a lot of like,
1: <laughs> I have a lot of weeknights open early in the week uh, over oh. the next few weeks. So, you we'll figure this out offline. But we got to find out when we're going to go see James Bond. I can yes, yeah, right. So. We'll we'll figure awesome. that out. But uh cookie and Kristen review this week, Veronica. So Mark, you've seen it quickly score.
0: Um, you know what? I saw that I didn't score it, but I liked it. Um so going off my memory, this one is the, like, uh, between this is like a soft eight, hard seven. Okay. In between there, um I remember it is it's got a lot of uh uh horror elements that we might be used to, more of like uh, conjuring esque. Ah but not exactly we're dealing with demons um, and kind of special effects type horror, you know, lights going out. Did I just see what I saw? Did I not that type of stuff highly regarded as one of the best horror movies of that year when it came out, Mm. not sure which year might be like 2018. I can be fact checked on that, whatever, but I know when it did come out, everyone was kind of ranting and raving of it being the best horror movie of that year.
1: 2017.
0: 2017. It was good. It was good. It's I watched it in, in Spanish with the English subtitles. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. I was uh, sufficiently uh, scared. So it was a good cool. time. Um, that's that's
2: great news, then. I mean, and loosely based on a true story, Boyle. <gasps> Always love those. That makes me even more irked already.
3: Ooh. Yep.
2: Yep. Exactly. So, all
1: right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Hopefully, we'll see okay, some bye. new movies. Bye, everybody.
3: Bye. Bye. This is Cookie and? Kristen. And we just saw the movie? Veronica. Ooh, you said it with an accent. Por qué? Because it's a movie from España. <laughs> España, sí. It's a Spanish movie on Netflix, and we're trying to watch at least 31 horror movies because it's oct- octubre.
0: Octubre. Yeah.
3: All right, well, uh, what do you think? Wow, it was creepy.
1: I mean, cre- you know what? You always you can be sure to get me
3: when it's <clears throat> based on a true story. Mm-hmm. And we're going to uh, come back. She's having technical difficulties sorry. right now. <laughs> yeah, so the movie's based on a true story that happened in Spain uh in madrid in 1991 1991. yeah so a year before some of you knuckleheads were born um and um spoiler alert there's some footage in there from the actual incident just come out and don't don't buy a wager board don't mess with one if someone has one go in the other direction mm-hmm. just don't yeah. don't there's no reason anyone should possess one or play with one yeah at all yeah. ever and for some reason the spanish have a good horror um their their horror movies are kind of peculiar i don't know if they they put their religion into it or whatnot but this 100 uh, percent agree with Kristen on this one don't 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 mess with Ouija boards. And that's not, like we're not joking. Yeah, and it's, that's that's what this is about. A young lady messes with the Ouija board, wants to connect with her dad who passed away, and um, and bad things happen. Bad yeah. things happen. Yeah. yeah, things you don't that's want, that's want to happen happen it. to her. Yeah, and and just again, yes, it starts out saying this is based on a police officer's report. So go with that. Yeah. Do with that what you may. Yeah. But. A yeah. good, a very good, creepy, scary, too true story. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where I'm going to be a little nervous taking the dog out. But anyways, that being said, what do you give it? I just rated it a three and a half on, on Letterboxd. I'll give it a so, of six. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's good. It's so. pretty good. All right. Thanks. Bye.